Welcome to another inspirational message by Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor at Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Beaumont, Texas. For more information about Church on the Rock and Ron Hammonds Ministries, visit cotr.com. All right. You can open your Bibles to the book of Revelation, chapter 20. And today we're going to be talking about the 10 days of awe. What in the world does that mean? Brian, 10 days of awe. Well, today I'm going to tell a story. I'm going to just tell you about it, okay? Because it can get confusing if we're not watchful, especially to us Gentiles, because it has some stuff to do with Jewish stuff. And Gentiles, Gentile Christians, you just don't know a whole lot about Jewish stuff. And sometimes if you're not watchful, you can imagine that it just doesn't apply to you. You ever felt that way? Yeah, a lot of people do. And a lot of uh, churches don't teach anything about Jewish stuff. And so rather than, than uh, just going through all the, you know, like this is a class you should take notes, let me just tell you about it, okay? Well, first of all, God has a calendar. I know you might have never thought about this, but God has a calendar and he has dates on this calendar that he has written in some things that God wanted done every year. Okay. When we look back in the Old Testament and see how God dealt with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Moses and Joshua and all of the kings and all of the prophets, we can see those guys living according to God's calendar. That every year God wanted them to do this and this and this and then another year would start. In the Old Testament, God required his children the nation of Israel, he required them to bring sacrifices every year. And one time every year, a goat was chosen and the high priest would put his hand on the head of that goat and he would confess the sins of all of the children of Israel And that goat would be led out into the wilderness to wander, you know, into God's hands. And God would deal with it. Every year they did that. Every year on one day and only one day could the high priest go into the Holy of Holies where the Ark of the Covenant was. He would carry the blood of a very special sacrifice. And in that Holy of Holies, it was so holy in there that they tied bells on the bottom of his, of, of his robe and, and, and they tied a rope around his waist. As long as they could hear the bells, they knew he was alive. But if the bell stopped, They would tug on the rope. And if they didn't hear the bells walking around, you know, they would know he was dead. And they would pull him back out. 
because nobody could go in there but the high priest and he could only go in once every year and he had to be very, 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 very clean and holy and go through all kinds of rituals just to go in on that one day. And in that process of going in to the Holy of Holies one day, he would take the blood of the special sacrifice and he would sprinkle it on the mercy seat, which was above the altar, so that God could cover the sins of the children of Israel for one more year. And next year they would have to do it again. And next year again. And next year again. You see, God had a calendar and he wanted it done just like this on this day at this time. And it only works when it's done according to God's plan. It only works when it's done God's way. Why was God doing all this? Why did God tell them that every year on the 14th day of the month called Nisan, I want you to observe Passover. Every year on the 15th day of the month of Tishri, I want you to observe a feast of tabernacles. And there are several other things God said that I want you to do on that day every year. It's because God has a calendar and each year on a specific date, he wanted the children of Israel to go through a dress rehearsal. He wanted to show them every year what was going to happen as a fulfillment of his promises. And so every year, for example, they did Passover on the same day, at the same time, the same way every year. And then one day, after all those dress rehearsals, God sent his lamb, the lamb of God, Jesus, the Messiah, the savior of the world, who became the Passover lamb. And on that day, at that time, that year, Jesus was crucified to fulfill all of the dress rehearsals that the children of Israel had been observing for thousands of years. Isn't that amazing? Wow, well that was fulfilled. And now we no longer offer sacrifices. The blood of bulls and goats could not do what the blood of God's son did. And so that was fulfilled. In fact, the festivals called the spring festivals have all been fulfilled on the very time, the very date, in the very way that all of those dress rehearsals showed it would be. Jesus fulfilled them all. Now, you know, Pentecost was fulfilled just like the dress rehearsal. Isn't that crazy? Now, the only things that are left 
to be completely fulfilled by Jesus on the earth are the fall festivals. And we are just now getting into that time of the year, the fall time of the year. In fact, on God's calendar that he is still working off of, you know, he doesn't just get up one morning and say, well, I think I'll do this. Mm -mm. It is so planned out. On God's calendar that he is still working off of, today begins the fall season. Today is New Year's Day. Today is the very special day called Rosh Hashanah. It means the head of the year. God said, you can read it in Leviticus chapter 16, that every year he wanted his children to observe this day as the new year. Now, this day is a little bit ambiguous because it is calculated by a lunar calendar, not a solar calendar. The lunar calendar is all dependent upon the moon cycles, not on the rotation of the earth or the orbit of the earth. It depends on the moon. And in order for Rosh Hashanah, the new year to begin, in order for that to happen, it takes two witnesses standing outside of Jerusalem, looking up into the sky and either today or tomorrow, they're going to see the very first sliver of the new moon. Y'all have seen it, you know, you'll see it in the next day or two. When you can look up and see, whoa, there it is. You know, it's the very first little sliver of the moon. When they first, when two people could visually identify the very first little sliver of the new moon, they would say, well, first of all, they would blow one of these, which I'm not going to blow. They would blow this thing. I wish I could blow it, but I can't. It's very hard. They would blow one of these shofars. It's a ram's horn. This one came from Israel. It's a ram's horn. And they would go, you know, really, 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 really loud. And with the trumpet of God, these two witnesses would, 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 would shout and they would run into the city with the shout that the new year is here. Tana Shova, Shana Tova, Shana Tova, Shana Tova. And they would just absolutely get all excited. And the reason they would get excited is because it was a brand new chance for them. Because pretty soon, whoo, in just about 10 days, my sins are going to be forgiven. It's 10 days between Rosh Hashanah today and Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement. It's written right there in Leviticus. You know, I know all of you know it. You've all read it right there. It says, you know, on the, on the, when, you, when, when that happens, that's the first day of the month. Boom, a new year, boom. And what happens that, well, Judaism teaches that on that day, which is today, Today, on that day, not only is it Rosh Hashanah, the new year, 
But also, today is judgment day according to God's calendar. Wow. According to God's calendar, it's the day of judgment. Doesn't that make you all happy? I'm excited about that. Are you excited about today being judgment day? Well, today's judgment day, okay? On God's calendar. Now, remember, we're in dress rehearsals for something that ultimately is going to happen big time, okay? Today is the Jewish New Year 5779. That means that according to the Jewish calendar, it's been 5,779 years since God created Adam, okay? Now, according to Judaism, which has been being taught since long before I was born, you know, thousands of years, today is not only New Year's Day, not only Judgment Day, according to the Bible, when you read about Judgment Day, it means today, it will happen on today, either today this year or today next year. We don't know the day nor the hour because it could be today or tomorrow, depending on when the, uh, the thing, but it's also the day, today, that God created Adam. It's also the day that Jesus was born. I know y'all think December 25th, but it didn't happen. It's today. It's the new year. It's today. It's Rosh Hashanah. It was, it was in the fall. I'm glad all the children are upstairs. But it's today. Jesus lived 33 and a half years and he died in the spring in about March because that's when Passover happens, okay? And so if we go back six months, you have to pass up December 25th and get over here to Rosh Hashanah. This is the day that Jesus would have been born, okay? If Jesus was gonna be born this year, it would happen today in Bethlehem, okay? It is also the day that the temple of Solomon was dedicated and the Ark of the Covenant was brought into the temple of Solomon. It was today. You can read about it in Chronicles. Today is the day that the temple of Ezra, that Ezra and Nehemiah, that they dedicated the temple in Jerusalem, Ezra's temple. It's today. Today is the day, you know, at, you know, Maybe today, I don't know, let's see, it's uh, eight hours, it is, uh, let's see, it's only 7.32 in Israel right now, so it's not, you know, it might be sundown today, or maybe, maybe tomorrow, maybe they didn't see the moon today, maybe tomorrow, but listen, uh, uh, today is the day that Jesus is coming back. It will happen on Rosh Hashanah this year, next year, you know, I mean, maybe, or maybe, maybe it's sundown here, you know, I mean, literally, literally. I mean, maybe they hadn't seen the sliver of the moon yet. Maybe there's a cloud in the way right now. But, you know, maybe the cloud will move here in about another 10 minutes and Jesus will come. It will happen and it will happen according to God's calendar on today. You see, Jesus was born. Jesus died. Jesus resurrected. Jesus ascended. The Holy Spirit came exactly on the day, exactly at the time, exactly according to the calendar of God that had been written in this word for thousands of years before. He's going to come again on exactly the day, exactly the time, 
in exactly the way that has already been determined and written on the calendar. And we have been going through dress rehearsals for thousands of years. It's being taught. And today is, today is judgment day. Woo. Today is the day rabbis have been teaching this literally for thousands of years. Judaism teaches that today, judgment day, is the day that God writes your name either in the book of life or in the book of death on judgment day today. Wow. That's today. See how important today is? This will all make sense in a moment. I'm just telling you a story, okay? I'm trying, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a little, uh, the church should teach a little bit. I know you're Gentiles, you know, but Jesus wasn't. He lived according to this and he kept the feast and he did everything, you know, everything according to that. You can read, you know, on the last day of the great feast, Jesus went to the temple. Of course he did. That's because... That's what had to be done, you know? Jesus lived according to this. And God is still working off of his calendar. Now, as I said, today is the new year. Today is Rosh Hashanah. 10 days from now will be the Day of Atonement. The Day of Atonement is the day when the priest enters in and sprinkles the blood on the mercy seat, okay? And gets us forgiveness of sins and lays his hand on the goat and the goat goes out, you know, uh, that, that, that will happen on the 19th, okay? It'll be a Wednesday night for us. That is the day of atonement. But what happens between judgment day and God writing your name in the book of life or the book of death? What happens between Judgment Day and the Day of Atonement? There's 10 days there. You can read about it in Leviticus 16. What happens in these 10 days? Well, these 10 days are the 10 days of awe. What in the world does that mean? The 10 days of awe. Well, I'm glad you ask. Let me tell you what happens. God writes your name and decides your fate on the first day of the year. And then he gives you 10 days in which to change his mind about you. He gives you 10 days. That's what the days of are. They are 10 days of taking a personal inventory of your life. They are 10 days of Repenting of your sins, of offering yourself to God, submitting to him and, and committing to live a life that is pleasing to him. That's what the 10 days of all. So that at the end of that 10 days, God makes his final decision and then it is settled for that coming year. Well, since we are Christians and we know that Jesus Christ was the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world, since we know 
that we are not under the law and we're not, you know, having to prove ourselves by works. Since we know that once you are born again, you are on your way to heaven and we don't work to get to heaven, but we do good works because we're going to heaven. I don't work so God will save me. I work because he did. Okay. Now, how does this apply to us? Well, when you were born and you came from your mother's womb, you were born into sin. Your first day, you were a sinner. Wow. Now, God covers us for an age until we reach an age of accountability. I believe that with all of my heart, that the, the young up till about seemingly in the scriptures, it would point to about a 12 or, or 13 year old that is under an age of accountability. And I believe that every person who is in that age group is safe and secure and is, and is, and is uh, uh, taken into the loving arms of God should they leave this world and embraced by him and raised by him and the angels in heaven or, or my mama. Okay. Don't think there aren't a bunch of them. There are. But once we, we reach an age of accountability, we must recognize that we are born into sin. And then we have, thank God, not just 10 days, but then we have a period of time, which the 10 days represents between us being on our way to hell And having an opportunity to assess our lives, to repent of our sins, to offer ourselves to God, to submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, and to begin living a life that's pleasing to Him. And if we do that, if we do that, somewhere between this age of accountability and death, if we take advantage of that time. God will write our names in the Lamb's book of life. This is nothing more than a picture of what God is doing every day for people who say yes to him. He writes their name in the Lamb's book of life. But just because we are saved, just because we are born again, just because we are primarily made up of Gentile Christians in the church today, just because you're a Christian does not alleviate you of the responsibility to take some personal inventory of your life and to repent of your sins and to draw closer to God and submit yourself to him and live a life that's pleasing to him. Every person, lost or saved, needs to get closer to God. Now, I'm not telling you some made-up fable. I'm giving you a lot of information. I'm giving you, you know, a Bible field with the fact that God is a merciful, loving God. And if you, in the time that he allows you, 
If any person in the time that God allows will repent of their sins and will turn their life over to him and will dedicate their lives to living the life that God is pleased with. God will forget the judgment that was against you on day one. He will change your destiny. You will be born again, a child of God. And on the day of atonement, the blood that is sprinkled on the mercy seat by Jesus will be for your sins. And the sins confessed that Jesus paid for as he took our sins in death to the grave. Your sins will be buried with him. The word of God is so plain. God is a merciful God, always has been. Even 3,000, 5,000 years ago, men and women, boys and girls who offered themselves to God and lived a life pleasing to him, he covered them and protected them. He was a merciful God. And that's what today is all about. Today is a reminder that judgment day is coming. Are you right with God? Revelation chapter 20, verse 11. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God and books were opened and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them and they were judged each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Second Corinthians five verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Today, I'm here to tell you that God is still working off of his calendar. You can read about it right there in the Bible. And if you were to study, you would find out that it is going to be on today that God will send his son one day on today. It might be today. It might be tomorrow. But one day, God is going to send his son and gather the saints together. And then there will be great tribulation upon the earth such has never been seen before. It too will be a time, an opportunity for people to change their eternity. 
you have a chance today to say yes to Jesus. That door will be open until it closes. The door of grace and mercy that God has will one day close. And today we should be reminded that judgment day is coming. It's a real thing. But even if you are born again today, you still need to draw closer to him. I'm going to use these days of awe according to God's calendar. The days between Rosh Hashanah, Judgment Day today, and the next 10 days, the day of atonement. I'm going to use these next 10 days for me personally to draw closer to God because I'm no different than you are. There are some things in my life that I also need to assess and lay before God and ask God if he's pleased with me. I want to know him better. I want to walk with him closer. And this is my opportunity according to God's calendar. Listen, if lost people should, then how much more should the saved draw closer to God? So for the next 10 days, I'm going to ask you to join with me in these days of awe. I'm going to do this at my home and I'm going to ask you to do it at your home. I'm going to give a little more time in the morning to God. At 6 a.m. each morning for the next 10 days and I'm going to encourage you if you can, do this with me. If not, do it at 6.15, 6.30, 7, do it at 5.30. But I'm going to ask you to give a few extra minutes each morning to early morning daily devotional in your life. To add this to your morning routine. I'm going to ask you to get up with me and I'm going to ask you to read through a daily Bible reading for the next 10 days. I'm going to ask you to read these chapters in the Bible with me. On Monday morning, the 10th, tomorrow morning, I'm going to get up and I'm going to open up the Bible to the first chapter of Genesis. And I'm just going to read that chapter. And when I finish reading that chapter, I'm going to pray for me. I'm going to ask God to help me find out how I can get closer to him, how I can please him more. I'm going to ask him to be on my mind. You know, I'll, I'll pray for you guys tomorrow and I'll pray for all your prayer needs and I'll do all my regular stuff. I'm gonna pray for your finances. I'm gonna pray for your health. I'm gonna pray for your children at school. I'm going to pray for you tomorrow just like I always do. But I'm also going to add Genesis chapter one to my Bible reading. And then I'm gonna pray for me. I'm gonna pray that God makes me more like him. And then on Tuesday, I'm going to get up on Tuesday and I'm going to read Psalms 23 and I'm gonna do the same thing. And then on Wednesday, I'm gonna read Ecclesiastes 3. I'll do the same thing. You might say, how am I going to find all of what you're reading, Pastor? Well, they'll be on our website. You can, I see some of you taking pictures, but, but if you go to our website, cotr.com, they will be right there in your face. 
okay? So if you miss a day, you can pick up on another day. Let's do this together. Let's enter into these days of awe, the days that were spoken of, the days that have been commemorated, the days that have been lived by so many generations before us in an earnest attempt to realize that judgment day is coming and, and we want to be more like him and that Jesus is going to sprinkle his blood on the altar and, and, and the mercy seat and we are going to no longer have any penalties against us ultimately. It has already happened in the spiritual realm but one day it will happen and we will see it and Jesus our Lord and Savior will be the light of the city that we lived in. Yes, on Thursday, I'll read Isaiah 53. On Friday, John 14. On Saturday, Acts 3. On Sunday, 1 Corinthians 13. Monday, the 17th, James 4. Tuesday, the 18th, 2 Peter 1. And Wednesday, the 19th, Revelation 22. We will begin with the first chapter and end with the last chapter in the Bible. Let me encourage you. Do this with me. Let's be a church, a people, a community that is taking inventory of our lives, repenting of our sins, offering ourselves to God and living a life that's pleasing to him. And then our daily prayer time and personal dedication to him. As we say to him, Lord, I dedicate not just this year. The blood of bulls and goats could only last a year. When they sacrificed a blood, a, a bull, a goat, only one year is the best they could get. And God said in the book of Hebrews, he said, if it were possible for the blood of bulls and goats to have taken away the eternal stain of sin, then they would not have ceased to be offered but when they could not make a person clean eternally before God, God sent his own son so that the blood of the perfect lamb of God became the sacrifice for all sin forever. If you have called upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, if you have offered yourself to him, number one, recognized, if you have recognized that you need a savior, you know, I need one every day. I know my soul is saved, but I need help every day. If you have recognized you need a savior, if you are willing to repent of your sins and receive Jesus into your heart, you can be born again and began living that life with your name written in the Lamb's book of life. This morning, I want you to remember, it's Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year with God begins with us wanting to be more like Him. Wow. Lashana Tova, have a good year. Amen.